It's yeah. very good. Spoilers. You should watch it. Spoiler Spoilers alert. is really good. great. I'm ready when I'm ready. Yeah, Matt, you, uh... Oh, give me a piece of that microphone. Microphone fiend! All right. How's the microphone fiend actually go? How's the song go? The the original one? No, the Rage version. Um, who did it? Who did it originally? Uh, I always forget his name. Because that was on their covers, Maggie's yeah. Farm album. Microphone. It's, uh, Eric B and Rakim. That's right. Yeah, uh, someone I don't care about. <laughs> uh, I was a fiend. Before I came a teen, I melted microphones, set of cones of ice cream. Music orientated, so when hip hop was originated, fit in like pieces of puzzles, complicated. Man, Parker, usually before before we start the show, all right. Have you both seen um, "Killing in the Name of Happy" version? What? There's a happy version of it? We should really take the time to watch it because it's the best thing ever. All right. (laughs) And and then after we watch it, we can give our thorough recommendation to our listeners. Okay. So we're we're going to to (laughs) impromptu review of Killing of the Name of Happy. Less angry version? Less angry. That's okay. Less angry. Here we go. Oh. It just ended. (laughs) That just that key change. I remember seeing this and thinking it was legit at first and being really confused. I'm like, these guys are rocking out way too much to be like this happy. That's funny. Some of those that work forces are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same It changes like everything. Yeah, it makes it really, like, dramatically different. Now, that uh, that killing in the name of Les That's Angry funny. Version, like I said, the first time somebody had posted that, and I, I, I wasn't paying attention, I just opened it in the background and went to another page, like, in another tab. Yeah. Um, And so I heard the song, and I'm like, that's not a Rage song, what the hell? So I went back to the tab, and I didn't notice... That it said less angry version. <laughs> I was just watching the video. <laughs> and so the video is just them rocking out, playing this like super happy version. It's like, it's like pseudo like smooth jazz. Yeah, right. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's really weird. And like, but the vocals are pretty much the same. Yeah, so the vocals like, are the same. <laughs> but I'm like, wow, Tom Morello is really into that like really happy reggae beat. <laughs> like, I'm really confused. <laughs> so. so good. No, everyone needs to check that out yeah. right now. It's amazing. So, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. It's just killing, killing in the, the name, name of less, less angry less version. Angry yeah. version. That's great. So, hey everybody, welcome to Enter the Critic, a podcast. Where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. Except this week, just Netflix. It's February. It's February. You asked. Deal with it. You asked too much. We asked if you wanted another Lego review. Yeah, seriously. And, and I nobody was happy came, to do Nobody that. came back it's, to it's us It's February, that and we already had an amazing movie. Like, get yeah. over yourself. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> don't, don't expect anything more from Come us. Come on here. It's not yeah. even our fault. It's the movie industry. Yeah, oh, absolutely it is. My name is Chris Klump. With me, as always, is... Matt Schaefer. And... Me! That, 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 would, be, that would be Parker. The Parker. The Parker. 
All right. The one and only. The one who parks. Uh, this week we are discussing the Netflix film Bubba Hotep. Before we get into that, let's get into some news. Parker, what do you got? All right. First off the bat, Expendables 3 director Patrick Hughes in talks for the Raid remake. Ugh. Goody. <laughs> Goody. Let's take a perfectly good film, That's a like wonderful two years film. old. That's two years old. And let's make well, an Amer- let's do an, a shittier American version. I mean, this director choice, whatever, isn't isn't great. But if you look at like um, the uh, what's the girl with the dragon tattoo? Like yes. the original's really good. The remake's pretty good. Yeah, but you got David Fincher for that. Exactly. <laughs> that's why. That's why it's pretty good. <laughs> and you even take then, David I Fincher out of I that. I haven't seen the remake, but most people that see the remake are like. Right, exactly. Like I still like the really original necessary. better. Wasn't necessary, but it was still good. I'm trying to yeah. think if I and I'm sure it exists. Here's I just the thing: seen if you're only going to watch one, though, do you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to. There are certain people I'm not going to recommend "Girl with the Dragon Tattoo" to. Tattoo to tattoo. I'm not going to. I'm not going to recommend it because it's because it's too much subtitles for a pretty complicated movie. Right. So if you're not like on the ball with paying attention. And reading, and you're not yeah. you're not okay with that. You're going to be like, I don't understand what's going on. And I'm annoyed. But like, you could do the David Fincher film, and it's like you get all the enjoyment of the story, which I think is awesome. In without English. any, yeah, without any of the. But yeah, I'm guys, trying to think. There's, there's nothing wrong with appealing to American xenophobia and <laughs> illiteracy <laughs> well, no, by no. remaking movies. Here, 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 here's, here's, here's nothing wrong. With here's that. my issue. I cannot think. And like I said, I'm sure it exists somewhere. I cannot think of an Americanized remake that is better than the original. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one. There's got to be one. There's, I'm not there saying there to has one. to be one. I can't think See, of one. Yeah, I can't think of one either because it's a, usually a case of that's the one that I saw first. Right, right. And I liked it a lot. Because okay, oh, here's point, one. Good point. I, and, and this is because I don't love old movies, and people are going to get on my case. Oh, here it comes. But I do like Ocean's Eleven better than the original Ocean's Eleven. But I mean, is, some people wait, get on my a, case. Okay, but that's not like an Americanized re- like that. Okay, that, that I understand. Remake. That it's I understand. Remake. But like, I'm fine with updating remakes. Yeah, um, that that can be good. Like, uh, what, like what you, Yuma. Mean, you mean specifically? Yuma is amazing. I'm right? talking specifically. This movie came out last year in Korea. Gotcha. We're gonna make an Americanized version. Gotcha. Um, Updating remakes, I'm fine with because okay, usually with saying. technology or money or different actors, I have yeah. not. You can I have make not seen the original, but I have heard from people that have seen both that um, the Departed they like better than uh, what oh, okay. the Japanese version is okay. called. Hmm. I have now not, there's also people the that will say the Departed is awful, right? And they only what what is the original called? Something I, something I didn't know. I actually didn't know it was based on anything, yeah. to be honest. Um, I, I I liked equally the um, Let the Right One In and Let Me In. Yes, I liked them both equally. I liked some things in the one better than I liked some things in the other, vice versa. So I think they came out about equal. Yeah. That, and, and there was a situation for me where um, I saw let let me the in. right one in. You saw the original. I saw no. I'm sorry. I saw the American one right. first okay. with uh, let me in. I think. Yeah. It's let me or... in. And I didn't like it. Right. Um, and then somebody and I, I wrote off the series. And I think you told me like, no, you got to see the the was it Norwegian? Right, I think it's see the Norwegian, Norwegian version. Or Swedish, and I, one of the other. I, I loved it. And I was like, uh, damn, it was in, really good. Internal Affairs uh, is the original affairs film. Is the original, that, okay. Uh, hmm. The Departies, but remade of. Hmm. No, I'm I I just don't understand. And I mean, well, okay. I I mean, I do understand when 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 Parker, when you put it like that, when you say like, yeah, hey, there's some people like. I don't think my parents would like to sit through a subtitled no, film. Yeah, no. I know my father-in-law would never sit through a subtitled right. film. Right, there's just some people um, that won't. Like, my dad won't, but I know that he would probably enjoy, you know, certain s- stories. And, and right. he would probably be down with the Ray. Like, he, yeah. he would probably enjoy that action movie, but he's not going to sit there and watch the foreign movie. The now, again, I mean, it makes sense what Matt's saying, because, like, really, it's it's very much appealing to, get out! Stay out! <laughs> America well, forever. That and just people don't want to read. It's, I think it's more <laughs> the reading. I think it's more the reading because a lot I, of people I talk to, like my wife, does not do subtitled films because she's like, I don't want to read. It's I want to watch the movie. It's funny because as I get older, I 
increasingly will watch. Like I watched Bubba Hotel. Now, granted, there was a fan on down here, but right. I will. I will I watch the, regular English movies yep, with subtitles because oh, I'm like, yeah. I don't want to miss the dialogue. Oh, for sure. I, I do that a lot now, too, especially if it's at night. I, w- I don't right. want to crank because my hearing is trash thanks to way too many concerts as a young man <laughs> uh, without hearing protection. Um, yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch. I yeah, was like, so happy when Netflix was like, hey, we're rolling out if, subtitles. If I'm, in a, if I'm in a situation where I can't crank the movie up as loudly as I want, I will, always, I will often always do subtitles. Always subtitles, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I, my, my thing is the 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 raid is so good. Do we need yeah. an American version? I agree. This I agree. And I, I think it's kind of yeah. And and if, if, and if they're going to do it that way, give me three. give me an American theatrical release of the raid with this. Also, other one. That's what I want. Also, compete. Another put them to in, in competition. <laughs> I'm sure they'll do that before we no, move. No, they'd never do that before we move on. Another sort of. Thing against the idea of doing an American remake is there's not much dialogue in the original. That's true. Very little there's dialogue. Not yeah. much, there's this not much. There's not much story to be. No, it's you know, just confused. all incredible. Honestly, you action. could you could watch it without subtitles, and you would still enjoy the hell out of that movie. And you'd probably, I guarantee to, you, I would love it almost as much. You, and you'd probably be able to without without subtitles, you'd probably still be able to figure out at least seventy five percent. Yeah, of the plot. You'd, you'd probably be able to mostly figure it out. So, so no, I think I think it's kind of a waste. But hey, it's gonna happen. Yep. <laughs> We're not gonna stop it. <laughs> more money, more problems, more no. remakes. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Okay, so James Badge Dale that we know from World War Z and Iron Man Three. All right, um, is in talks to be in a supernatural spec ops thriller. What? Interesting. Called Spectral. So I'm 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 hoping that it goes the route of like if you've played the video game Fear. Ah. Ooh. Yeah. So it's going to be like a tactical spec ops movie where there's a supernatural element involved, which Ooh. to me, I, I like that. I mean, anytime, I do. You have, anytime you have supernatural stuff next to like... like special ops detectives right, and stuff. Like, like, or special ops like military yeah. gear. Like that stuff's crazy. If like you've ever... Me. There's a couple anime that kind of deal with that too. Yeah, like Witch Hunter Robin is mm-hmm. like, they're sort of like spec ops, but they're also crazy witches catching spells. Yeah, that the original idea, which has also been called a supernatural Black Hawk Down. Wow. That's, that that would awesome. be interesting. I'm actually excited for that. Yeah. Because I've, outside of video games, I can't think of movies that have tackled that yeah. kind of concept. So that would be very interesting to see. Yeah, I would, so, I would be uh, down with that. So they're working on, on, on like, they're, they're still finalizing the script, I guess. But, um, uh, so James Badgedale is signed on to be the star of it. Um, I don't know. I mean, you guys remember him, right? You I'm would know. Yeah, yeah, World yeah, War yeah. Z. He's like the guy that that kills himself. the The head of the of the Marines. So I remember him in Iron in Iron Man Three. Yes. Okay. I mean, if it's he's one of those guys where if you saw him, you're like, oh, right. that yeah. guy. Yeah, he's definitely um, one of those guys' actors. Let me see. I thought there was something else that was more. He's in um, a little bit bigger name. He's also in The Departed. Yes, right. Um, <clears throat> oh, he was in Twenty Four. That's where I originally knew him from. He was Chase. Uh, oh yes, Chase. Chase. Yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's where that's I where I originally knew him from. But yeah, from, he was yeah. in he was in Iron Man Three and whatever. So World so anyway, World. yeah, a, a supernatural Twenty Four. I mean, come on. Any of those things. Anytime you throw supernatural yeah, no, that, that, with that, that I, I'm down. Awesome. That, you know? Yeah, that does sound really cool. Because like, like, supernatural that. usually is relegated to, at most, like you have the TV show Supernatural, where it's like, you know, they had drive a Mustang and they have like, you know, they have a shotgun filled with rock salt. And it's like cool, like, but it's like very, it well, just really, kind of goes along with the normal. Like, right, this is, right. This is just going to be, to put it in layman's terms, it's just going to be a much grittier, like, Modern, techier version of Ghostbusters, right? Right, which, which is awesome. Oh, that yeah, would be amazing! Because right. like, 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 Ghostbusters took the route of ghost extermination, where it's like these guys are doing also, a nine to five. Also, kind it's of, funny. Yeah, like, yeah it's funny. Comedy. Yeah, that, 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 that's what I mean. Like, yeah. like, like Ghostbusters took that route of like, oh, this is just a job, and it right. sucks. Whereas these guys are like, no, we're a special we're ops, professionals, you know, yeah. team yeah. that's going to go down and. Uh, so, that, that, cool. that, yeah, that sounds really cool. Sounds interesting. Uh, Danny Boyle. Uh, that we know from Slumdog Millionaire, yep. 127 Hours, mm-hmm. 28 Days Later, yep, yep. 
every great movie ever. <laughs> now, I'm a big fan of Danny Boyle. He will be developing a n- new movie based on uh, the Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs tennis drama. What? So, uh, the it's a film about the famous Battle of the Sexes tennis match between yes. Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs in ni- from 1973. Yes. Okay. So... That that I, should be honestly. Every time they say his next movie, the the plot of it, I'm like, uh, at this point, I'm like, I'm on board. Yeah, it doesn't because matter what every the plot time, is. I'm like, kind of like what, and then I see it and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like Slumdog Millionaire, they're like, oh, we're gonna do a a movie about uh, who wants to be a millionaire in India, and I'm like, what, <laughs> Danny right. Boyle, what are right. you doing? And then it comes out, and I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing, that's amazing. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we're gonna do a movie about the guy who got trapped. And mo- it's mostly going to be like him trapped <laughs> under a rock for the movie. And I'm like, what? Danny Boyle, what are you doing? <laughs> it's still great. Still amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah exactly. I, actually, I think that could be a really interesting uh, yeah. bit of source material from the Definitely. little bit I know about that match. Yeah. So well, that, and, that should and, be good. And, and like you said, Parker, any time that Danny Boyle is involved, it's like, that's well, going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be cool. I, I mean, does, do, do you guys have a favorite Danny Boyle movie? I'd say twenty eight uh, yeah. days. I think Honestly, because that kind of revolutionized the genre a bit. I feel I feel, I I love that that movie Millions. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't. About the kids. Oh my gosh, we we got to watch that. If that ever gets on Netflix, that'll we'll be a definite that. Netflix we'll watch. Do that one. It's about two kids. Um, their mother has passed away. Their dad still around. They're kind of coping with their mom having passed away. And uh, older brother, younger brother. The younger brother goes to like a little fort. He's always like daydreaming. All of a sudden. Um, a train goes by. There was a guy who was getting chased after a bank robbery. He throws the bag of money off the train, and it lands in the kid's fort. Hmm. So he has all this money from this bank robbery in the, in his fort, That's and it's like nuts. millions of dollars. And this little kid's like, he's like, you know, nine or ten, and he has to like discreetly try to figure out what to do with this. And it just is like he he thinks it's a it's a um an answer to prayer because he was right. praying about like my family, please help us. <laughs> this big bag of money falls yeah. down, and he he's it's so great. So it's super you know fun. I'm I um I'm I'm looking over his IMDb because I was like just yep. thinking about it. I, I think I think I might take back the twenty eight days later at train spotting. Train, train spotting train? is really I, good. I love a, a, a Life Less Ordinary, if you guys haven't seen that too. That's another one of most, his. I'm it's Ewan McGregor and uh, Cameron Diaz. It's very it's very weird, but it it's is. fun. I'm, I'm it's trying quirky. to remember it. It's been a while. I, I think I did see it Have you guys seen Sunshine? Ago. Yeah. I really like that movie yeah. too. It's definitely not his best, but no. it's, <laughs> Again, it's like sun, That's his worst of, uh, movie. Yeah, like, it, but it's, it's like really in, like it's a really interesting concept. Yeah, super. Yeah. Wait, wait which movie are you talking Sunshine. about? Sunshine, where they have to restart the sun. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's good. I've not seen that one. But yeah, so anyway, check out Danny Boyle, but uh, his new project yeah, sounds ch- really Check out cool. everything check out, uh, by Danny Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> check him out. Okay, so uh, Haley Joel Osment. We haven't heard from him in a while. Wow. Wow. Hell no, we haven't. Uh, is, he, is he is he like most child actors? Just, here is a picture. Oh, that time has not done well to him. This is a picture of Father him. Time's taking a bat to that kid. So you know his face got big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is he is he anyway, struggling with some kind of narcotic <laughs> addiction? He will be um, in the new Entourage movie. <laughs> so big big things uh. coming. No, Haley see, Haley Joe is probably a pretty normal, upstanding citizen because he had the best thing that can happen to a childhood actor, which is failure. <laughs> Good <laughs> like point. Like, if you stop Good right, point. Right, and, you, and exactly. you, like, don't get roles, you're like, oh, well, now I get to be a human being. Yeah, yeah. And, he did, and he, did fail, he did fail pretty hard pretty quick. Right, yeah. but and there's the possibility that, like, in 10 years or t- or even 15 years, he could have a, like... Resurgence. Like a, yeah. like a uh, what's his name, um... Pulp Fiction, De- John Travolta yeah. resurgence, right? Where it's right. like you kind of were gone and out of the limelight for a while, and then you started coming back, and now he's like, you know, whatever. Well, so, yeah, and there, I can think of a number of uh, upstanding actors and actresses mm-hmm. that were gone really in their like teenage years and even like early adulthood. They didn't have a whole lot going on, and then they got a role. And now they're like a sort of like a standard name. I'm just going now, through his IMDb. It sucks here. that it sucks that his. One of his thing, first things he's done in a while will be the Entourage movie. Yeah, well, hey, 
paycheck's a paycheck. Yeah, whatever. I guess it depends I mean, on, on what he's going to be like. Because like you look at a guy like Jeremy Piven. As much as I hate Entourage, Jeremy Piven's awesome. Right. And Entourage right. really kind of helped him stay awesome and be you know like be good in other things right. i'm not gonna watch entourage at all but <laughs> i will i'm like excited if jerry piven's gonna be in a movie because i know that he's good in entourage even though that show is shit yeah like <laughs> so, okay so like Haley joel osmond comes out swinging with like his his big I guess, like I, I would call his breakout role this you know, for Sixth Sense, right? Oh, he's done yeah. a bunch of other stuff before that, but the Sixth Sense was huge. Then he gets um, Pay It Forward, which is awesome, which That's is great. great movie. Um, and then AI, which would have been great if Spielberg would have right. stopped half an hour before, like if it didn't <laughs> keep going for another half hour, it would have been amazing. Um, Although the end is my favorite part. See, the end pisses me off. So no, much. I love the end. Um, and then it becomes. I mean, then the next thing is, is Secondhand Lions, so that, that, w- that was pretty huge, but not great, but big. Um, but like, it, it seems like you just like like a lot of voice acting. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, thank paid, God for that Kingdom Hearts paycheck. Paid forward the one where he. It's, with, it's all uh, about Kevin the, it's all about doing. Things all right, spoilers. The skip yeah. the next fifteen seconds if you've never seen Pay okay. Forward. Is that where he gets stabbed at the end? Or am I, I thinking of another movie? That, it might be. I think it a might be. A kid gets stabbed at the end, and it's the stupidest fucking thing ever. I don't remember the end of Pay It Forward. I just remember all I'm the other pretty parts sure, of Pay I'm pretty sure that's the one, because I remember being pissed off by Kevin Spacey just being in that movie. Maybe it's another movie that I'm thinking of, though. It definitely had Kevin Spacey in it. I don't think he's worked with Haley Joel Osment in any other film. No, no, no. I, I don't know if this is the movie, though. Yeah, I'm looking... Uh, accidentally pushed into the knife and stabbed. Yeah, me. yeah. That's so stupid. I hate <laughs> that movie. Well, I don't, I like that movie. Uh, I don't that regardless of the end, I just I like, like yeah. So bad. <laughs> I don't remember so that bad. part? Well, Matt's pretty pretty. Jaded. No, here's the thing. I love Kevin Spacey, but yep. there was a a switch that got flipped, like in the new millennium. If you look at his career trajectory, oh, it, dived quick. it was like he was making some of the best movies out there, getting right. the best roles, and then like yeah, 2000. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, no. He was, yeah, and he was then American finally Beauty, he LA got Confidential. into House of Cards, which is supposedly really good. But Yeah, because he had, he had Usual Suspects, L.A. Confidential, American so Beauty. Like, all those are big so hits. So good. And yeah. then it just, boom, done. Now, <laughs> he is good in, in Horrible Bosses, too, but that, you yeah, know, that's, whatever. It's I not like, really a role. I, I, it's, just, yeah. it's a silly character. It's just a, yeah, it's I, I, he's good a silly at comedy role. I liked him in Moon, even though he was yeah. just That's talked. true. That's, That's true. true. He was he's good. good. That's but, the thing, though. Like, but again, anything good he's done since then has been like over, he's yeah, kind he's, of in it. Right. Exactly. It's. I mean, when you compare it to Usual Suspects, right. and, oh, and then how, even, and right. then House of Cards, which I haven't seen, right. but I've heard is very good. Yeah, I've heard good things about House of Cards. So, last little tidbit, because just because we need to talk about. Any little snippet we can about Nolan's new Interstellar yes, movie. Yes. So Matthew McConaughey, I guess, was had an interview, um, and um, he said in the interview, "Here's what I can tell you, because obviously he's not. Right, they're right. not revealing anything. It's the most ambitious thing he's ever done." And wow, <laughs> that is a quote. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. From that Matthew he, he meaning Matthew McConaughey. No, done? Nolan. That Nolan's done. About, yeah. Damn. How that? What does that even mean? Wow. I don't even know where to begin. How yeah. to pick that apart? Yeah. So uh, apparently, Nolan approached him about being in this, um, and they talked for two and a half hours at uh, Nolan's house, and he said not one word came up about Interstellar. So he walked out thinking, I, I guess that was good. Like he didn't know if he, <laughs> if he was getting this role or not. Wow. But now that you know, now that they're working on it, um, he uh, also revealed that no about Nolan uh, that, or no Nolan talking about Matthew McConaughey um, had a lot of good stuff to say about him. I absolutely but, um, love he it, like he said he this is Nolan talking about Matthew McConaughey approaches a character from a, from deep human understanding, refusing to take shortcuts to an emotional connection with the audience. All while never losing sight of the demands of the overall narrative. So it seems like a good team here, and I'm excited. So. Man, I I uh, I'm, I'm rolling through the IMDb here just because I felt like it. Um, 
There are so many names of actors that don't have character names yet. Yeah. Just so they're just, many. They're just keeping everything. If this is truly going to be his like most you know ambitious film, there's wow. obviously a lot we do not know. Oh, right. yeah. Well, that, again, that's said, every... This is from the guy that made... One of his first movies was like backwards. Right. He yeah. decided to make yeah. a movie backwards. And God, he's saying that, that was so more good, ambitious he, than that. He talked, uh, he talked about f- filming Interstellar. He said, there's no effing around on the set. Uh, He's a great problem solver. Again, talking about Matthew McConaughey. In that way, he's very indie. Here's a guy who could have whatever budget he wants, and we finished shooting early. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That's almost unheard of. Yeah. So, like, you know, working together, they they were able to to make something good. So that's exciting. It's always exciting when when a film comes in early because that means that, Everything was good. good. You know what I mean, yeah. right? You're like, not if if you're if you're a big budget film mm-hmm. and you finish early, that means it truly went well. Like, <laughs> there's it. no way you're like, eh, good enough, fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, if, we're done. When, when movies <laughs> we got go over budget, shot we needed to shoot. When when movies go dramatically over budget, it means one of two things: it is complete garbage or it is a magnum opus. Those right. are the yeah. only two options. But when a movie comes in early, it's like, yep, we we nipped nailed it, it. Nipped nailed it in the, the bud. Yeah, so uh, so we're excited, man. Yeah. Heck yeah, time. we're excited. I want to briefly mention, just because it was just posted on our page as we were starting the show, uh, Marvel Studios has begun eyeing directors for Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. just want to go over these names that they're looking at, because none of them are very big names. Well, um, they usually go for smaller yeah, directors. Some, some interesting choices. Mark Andrews, uh, who directed Brave, okay. the Pixar film. Jonathan Levine... Who directed Warm Bodies as well as Fifty Fifty? Nikolai Arcel, who directed A Royal Affair. Don't know what that is. Not Dean sure. Dean Israelite, who's directing the upcoming Welcome to Yesterday, and John Ibel and Glenn Berger, who directed the Kung Fu Panda movies. So I... some animated. Directors. Yeah. My personal choice, though, is Jonathan Levine because Warm Bodies is awesome. Yep. And fifty fifty is also awesome. See, I was I was gonna back with uh, um, you said uh, Mark Andrews. It, yeah. yeah. Um, simply because I am a big fan of animation directors doing action. Brad well, Bird is a, a yeah, example. Yeah, they of that. do have a good track record. Uh, yeah. Mainly because Especially when this, you do yeah. animation, you have to make sure every little movement is yeah. laid out. Now, and, and also, same with you. Really, films. I feel like you're really gonna want. An animation director involved with Strange because there's probably going to be a lot of a lot of CGI. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, what I mean, when he true, goes into that, that other world realm. and stuff, yep. like that's probably going to yeah. be all CG. And so, for you know, me, any true. director who's cut his teeth on a Pixar film, because Pixar, when they make a movie once, they've actually made it four times. Right. <laughs> um, you you get run through the gamut when you direct a Pixar film. Precisely. So that's why I, I think. And 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 not to to look down on um, um, warm bodies, but I think when when you're doing something like this, and especially what Parker said, you're doing a lot of CGI, a lot of animation. I think you're going to want that those animation chops. That's true. That's a good point. I'd be fine. I think either of those guys, the other ones, or I, whatever. I, you know, because if the warm bodies guy gets it, it's going to be a different type of. Doctor Strange film, right? You know, it's going to come across differently, and so that's not to say it's going to be a bad bad film either. It'll still be quirky and fun, though, right? Which which is what it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Much like much like Ant Man, for a Doctor Strange movie to be successful, I feel like it will have to be. Oddly enough, though, Doctor Strange is a character, not. Not a most, funny guy. Not a super <laughs> no, funny like no, I agree. guy. No, no. But, but, but I it, still think you can make the story I, and elements of. I, uh, I guess I feel like quirky. though. I feel like there's a few major, um, comic book, you know, characters where you could make a semi serious film and get away with it. Batman, yeah, the Hulk, like right. you can mm-hmm. kind of stay that way because everybody knows that you know they have enough. Like, people know them well enough going into it. Yeah, right. You know, whereas, like, Doctor Strange, it's like you're asking people. No, you definitely, like, need, you definitely need to yeah, be it, fun. So, if, if you want to get my parents out right, to a Doctor exactly. Strange. Exactly. If you want to make money, yeah. if you want to make, like, just fans happy, then, yeah, you can make a brooding Doctor Strange film. And, and, or make and, a, like, it, a 12 of us will like it. <laughs> right. 
Um, and and actually, this this ties in uh, really well to the uh, first, first trailer. trailer we're going to talk about here, uh, yeah. which just came out very recently. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. In the far reaches of space, an American pilot named Peter Quill finds himself the object of a manhunt after stealing an orb coveted by the villainous Ronan. Star-Lord! Star-Lord! <laughs> when I first saw this trailer, my first thought was, thank God, they're going the right direction. Yep. Um, this trailer is very funny, mm-hmm. shows off the, uh, the acting talent that it should be showing off. Obviously, Chris Pratt is in it, um, and uh, Benicio Del Toro is in it. And I was so, so happy to see front and center John C. <laughs> Riley. <laughs> I imagine, yeah, I, I don't great. know that he's going to have a huge role. Oh, no, no, he doesn't need still. a huge role in the movie. He needs a huge role in the trailer. I agree, agree. <laughs> uh, because John C. <laughs> Riley is one of those guys who can make me laugh yeah. just by, like, he doesn't have to do anything. And what's and his can, name? Peter from uh, Shaun of the Dead and some other things. Uh, Peter, S- S- oh, yeah, Sarah, good luck pronouncing Sarah that. Sarah Phoenix. Yes, yes, so he is, he's, he is he's very great. funny. What a bunch of a-holes. <laughs> that's, this, that's the best. This film looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and it looks j- exactly what it needs to be, which is silly and funny. I mean, the trailer is set to a Casey and the Sunshine Yeah. Dance oh, off. it's so good. You know, it, like, we are fortunate to be living in a time where this studio is because eventually things are probably going to go south and right. they're oh, start yeah. to all good things less must than, end less less than you know great movies but right now we are living <laughs> in a time where like everything they shit is gold uh-huh. like <laughs> I, I just look at the newest news from like the DC movies where they're saying stuff like uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman doing a Wonder Maybe. Woman movie would be a little too risky. I mean, she's a woman superhero, and oh, she's like got God. she's it's a little far out there. People have she's only- a god, and then Marvel Studios is like, "Fuck the world! We're making a movie with a talking raccoon, <laughs> and Vin Diesel's a talking tree, and we're getting Chris Pratt to be and the main Bradley character. Bradley Cooper's going to be a raccoon, and yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. We don't care, and people are still going to come and see it and love it, and it's going to be the best thing ever. Yeah, exactly. When DC can't figure out how to utilize their their ancient properties. Oh my gosh. And uh, like Marvel is like, just kicking yeah. ass and And like a names. Wonder Woman movie is so not a risk. I mean, come no, on. it isn't. No, People what? have been screaming for a Wonder Woman movie. But it's like you got since, you got Amazons, you got women kicking ass, you have like what else do you need? Oh, That's just thing. enough. All you all you need is a, a half decent director and a, a a solid woman in the lead and a Wonder Woman movie would be like at worst, here's right. how here's you how break even. Right. here's how uh, here's how DC ends up making a Wonder Woman the Wonder Woman movie. Uh, over seventy percent of it involves Superman. Right, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's because, so like, frustrating. Because in the sequel to their Superman movie, they were like, "We need more Batman." <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. DC, but uh. it's exactly what you said. DC cannot get its shit together, and Marvel is just like. Listen, we don't care if you're along for the ride because you're gonna be along. Well, uh, for but the even, ride. but even the non-Marvel Studios movies, it's like they brought out the Fantastic Four right. cast today, uh. and you know none of the actors look bad, but it's just like nothing to really get excited over. No. But this movie, like right from the get go, <laughs> the get go, they were like, "All right, main character Chris Pratt. Thank you. Okay, I will I'll see it." Yeah, I see, love it when, already. When, when they like, announced the Fantastic Four thing, I was first like, "We're doing another Fantastic right. Four movie." I've also heard that people are upset that they're really young. But it's like but. you look at like DC, and you're like, and you're like, if if Christopher Nolan didn't want to do Batman, you guys would be screwed. Yeah, you'd be right. Then you'd have nothing. No, you'd have two nothing. bad Superman movies. <laughs> And and, yeah. and green uh, gr- yeah green oh green yeah Land. and then green <laughs> like who care like all these who care movies yeah it would be it'd it would be, be like garbage. nothing like you're very lucky that you had somebody as awesome as Batman and then somebody as awesome as Christopher Nolan be interested <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because otherwise exactly. you, you would have been horrible <laughs> well and that's what you know a lot of critics of DC Comics itself are often like hey it's Another episode of Batman and Friends because exactly. nobody gives a shit about anyone else except maybe. I remember. Superman. I remember yeah. when uh, when the Avengers was like just destroying in the box office. Uh, 
the, like the, the news out of DC was like, oh well, we're gonna we're gonna do a Super Friends movie, <laughs> and we're like, really? <laughs> no, we're gonna do a Justice League <sighs> form of water. Like, <laughs> you guys have no idea what you're doing, and it's yeah. sad because again, a a Wonder Woman movie, like you said, Parker, there would be zero risk. Yeah, I mean, get it, it at under a hundred mil, and you'd be fine. Uh, oh so well. but anyway, this trailer looks amazing. Yeah, if it you haven't seen great. it, go yeah, go, go check it. it out. It, the 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 trailer. I I was not super excited about Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and rightfully so because it's a property that not a lot of even comic. I've, I've fans, never read it. Never read it. I've I've read one recent thing with the Guardians of the Galaxy in it, and they weren't even like the main focus, yeah. so I didn't have a lot to go off of. I was, I was. I'm excited. I want to read more about them yeah. just from seeing this trailer. I, I didn't get excited until I saw James Gunn was involved, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, well, I can get on. I can get on board for this because I like James Gunn yep. um, a, a, as a director." But then when I saw this trailer, my well, my wife saw this trailer, and she's like, uh, "Is is it out yet? Is is it August yet?" And I'm like, y- "You care about Guardians of the Galaxy? She's like I do now." Right, yeah, exactly, and that's. Well, it's just I feel like an, that's going to be the general sentiment. Like, I've never heard of this, but this looks really fun. It's just another really case good. of them getting all of the pieces that they need, yeah. just and and, and it coming it together right. very cohesively. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. It just looks like a wonderful movie. It, like, such fun. So, yeah, it's not going to be dark and brooding. It's going to be a <laughs> lot. It looks like it's going to be a lot of laughs. So, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. That comes out August first of this year. So, all right. Our next movie, our next trailer, sorry, trailer, uh, 22 Jump Street. After making their way through high school, twice, <laughs> big changes are in store for officers Schmidt and Jenko when they go deep undercover at a local college. Uh, this movie is with, uh, stars uh, Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, Nick Offerman, and Ice Cube. Now, I did not see much to my shame... I did not see 21 Jump well, Street. Well, to be fair, it's a movie that doesn't, like, I don't know too many people that went into J- 21 Jump Street thinking, like, this is going to be hilarious. I like, Yeah, it, it, it I just, just was curious, because yeah. I was like, I knew the original, like, the I, TV I mean, show. the TV show, and when I heard that this was coming out, the remake, I was like, what? Why? And then when I heard who was in it, I'm like, what? Yeah. So I was just really confused, and the trailer didn't really, like, give anything away, per se. Like, it didn't make it, it didn't make me understand what they were doing. I didn't and then know I it was a it, comedy. Right. And then when I saw Dude, it, I was like, trailer. oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's such a funny movie. If you haven't seen 21 Jump Street, yeah, you do really yourself a I, I it's, fully it's intend really, to. Like, the thing that 21 Jump Street really establishes is that these two actors, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, are like the new generation of like yes. just hilarious buddy cop dudes. Oh, for sure. Like they, Them they together work so, are so perfect. They work so well together. And that's another yet another reason why Lego movie was amazing. Oh, yeah. They basically reprise their roles only as Superman and Green Lantern. So it um, makes it that much more funny. The 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 only thing that I saw come off of the set that uh, of twenty two Jump Street. Uh, when when Jean Claude Van yeah. Damme did that commercial <laughs> where he does the split between the trucks, yes, yeah. and um, then Channing Tatum, Tatum did a, a, a similar yes. ad, but he, he's, yes. he's on like Cart, craft like service carts. carts. Yeah. <laughs> it just ends with him grabbing he, his balls. Crying. He gets like he gets like maybe like twenty degrees out, and he was like, oh. <laughs> And so after I saw that, I thought maybe I should get around to seeing Twenty One yeah, Jump Street. It's worth seeing, and I, and 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 obviously, like there's a sequel. Like so, much like The Hangover, when you're like, you might not have seen The Hangover, but when you know they're making a sequel, you're like, oh, maybe it was maybe funny it was enough. good, and then it was. You know, hey, that's the sequels. What, that's what got uh, me to finally don't, don't watch. say that though, because I want this to be good, right? <laughs> yeah. well, hangover the sequels, two and good. right? The sequels are bad, but yeah, the the original's good. Hey, uh, that that that's what got me to watch Kick Ass. One all the way through is when Kick Ass Two. I was like, well, then there must be something to this Kick Ass movie. <laughs> so that comes out June thirteenth this year. So, oh my gosh, go. the end of this trailer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Despite in, in contrast to some other trailers, where if they would do it, there's a, there's definitely some racial like undertones. Basically, it's Jonah Hill impersonating like a gangster-esque like 
Hispanic accent, but it's so absolutely funny. hilarious. And then Channing Tatum tries to do it, and he ends up like talking really high. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! I love you right. don't think Channing Tatum's going to be a funny actor? You know what I mean? No, you don't. You, don't. Don't. you really and don't. And then he's funny every time he's I see him so doing something fu- funny. Oh my like gosh. when he was in This Is the End. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. <he's> so- <laughs> Yeah, Channing Tatum, I, he's an actor that I want to hate so much, he's, but he, I can't. He's he's almost reaching, like, Terry Crews status, where it's, like, a dude that looks like him that then is funny. It is funny, And then it yeah. makes it so great, because, like, most funny people don't bother trying that hard to look like that. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, like, right. exactly. So then they could get these amazing roles and do amazing characters, because, like, they look like, <laughs> like, what? You look like a chiseled... <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And then he's just so silly. <laughs> um, all right, so before we get to uh, Bubba Hotep, uh, Parker, you yes. saw Robocop. I went to see a little Irish film called <laughs> Rob O'Cop. Rob O'Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Rob It's a really depressing film about a man trying to make ends meet in Chicago. <laughs> um, his family's starving. and uh, No, uh, I went to see Robocop, the remake. And uh, oh, the remake! We're done. <laughs> so here's something that I feel really stupid about. I we watched that trailer on the show, like we watched the RoboCop trailer. Yes, I went to see movies, and it was the trailer before the movie. I saw it. I must have seen it like ten times. I did not realize that the main guy was Joel Kinnaman from The Killing. I don't know if it was because he didn't have his facial hair, because the majority of the time he was in the RoboCop suit and you could only see just his face. Right. I don't know what it was, but I did not realize who it was. Really? For the ten times I saw it. And then when I finally saw like read it or something and put two and two together in my head and finally made that connection, I went back and watched the trailer knowing it was Joel Kinnaman, and I was like Oh my gosh, this looks like I want to see it now because I love The Killing. Right. It's like one of my favorite shows. Like it's definitely top yeah, five. Yeah, you 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 you've talked about it. I love length. I love uh Mirel Enos and I love Joel Kinnaman and the two of them together are amazing, but Joel is 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 amazing. And so then I was like really interested in seeing it when before that I had no interest, but uh, Michael and I went to see it because Michael uh, from Exit the Critic um, was finding that a l- it was getting not that bad um, feedback on Reddit and some other things. Um, a lot, a lot better feedback than he, you know, than all the hate leading up to it. Right. There was a lot of hate, and and then w- once it came out, all these people were like, eh, "It's pretty good." So he was like, "All right, we'll go see it." So I, I went with him, and um, it was really, I, I got to be honest, it was really fun. Um, Michael said for him it was easily his second favorite RoboCop movie. That not saying a lot because the sequels RoboCop are horrible. Is awful, right? All the other RoboCop movies are horrible, so it's not saying too much. But I would even venture to say that I like them equally. In because I feel like RoboCop, the original, as much as I like it, I feel like a lot of what I like is the nostalgia of seeing, you know, remembering when I saw it as a kid. Ah, okay. For me, because that, that was a movie I saw when I was pretty young, and we were, and I was like all like, this Wow, is really? Up. Yeah. I'm like, this <laughs> is messed up. Like, yeah, Mike, Mike, a young I, Parker at a up. Paul Verhoeven film. No, my, right. uh, my, 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 my cousin used to babysit me, and, and he would show me some... He'd be like, oh, we're watching this, because it'd be whatever he wanted <laughs> to, to watch. To be fair, I saw Total Recall when I was really young. Yeah, I wow. saw that, too, when I was like probably like seven, and yeah. I'm like, uh... Seven? Damn. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Probably when did it come that, out? Yeah, probably for When me did too. it come out? Like, Dude, uh, 80, Total Recall? 91. Did it come out before... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, then I couldn't... I, Ar- was, Ar- I was probably 11 when I saw that. Arnold Schwarzenegger films always got a pass in my household. My dad wow. was like, Arnold's in it. You get to watch it. <laughs> That's like so you get Predator. To watch- Wait, you were yeah. there when he was there when you? I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> oh god, that's weird. But anyway, so uh, so RoboCop had a lot of nostalgia going into it, um, and and as you know, like I feel like it, it it it's one of those things where it's an older movie, so you you know you cut it some slack. Like if it was 
if it, if it came out this moment, we'd be like, this movie sucks. But it also um, has '80s tropes that define. That's what it. I mean. Like that, but but I'm saying like if it's tough to 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 make that yeah, connection. I don't know because I didn't see RoboCop till way late in the game. And it's My good. first I'm not RoboCop saying it's bad was RoboCop by, too. Right, no. but I'm not saying it's bad by any stretch. But I'm saying that it's not like. It's not like there's no reason to put it on a pedestal. It, I mean, it is. Not, it is incredibly ridiculous. Right, and and like there's stuff about it that it's like what, like there's stuff about it that people overlook as far as storyline. Yeah, and yeah. some other things where you're like, why would they do that? Why did this happen? Whatever. But you give it a pass because it's RoboCop. So I feel like judging it by that standard, like we don't, you know, if we're giving it some things a pass because it's RoboCop, then this was really fun. There was a lot uh, going on. The story was was you know pretty concise. There were a few like lulls, a few holes, if you will, right. just because they didn't you know just because they're like, well, whatever. I mean, it's <laughs> again, it's RoboCop. They like don't expect it to explain every, every single detail thing, yeah. forever. I mean, whatever. But what? But one of the things that I love about the eighty-seven RoboCop, yeah. is the whole man in the machine concept. The whole thing of like. Again, the man trapped in the machine. But again, aspect. that's you. That's you, like really, like looking into it. Mm, that I don't. I wouldn't say so. That concept's not exactly hidden within. But the movie. it's not. I don't. I don't think that that movie is like. I'm going to set out. It's to not talk overtly about, philosophical, but they do make a point. So to okay, bring no, it up. I know, right, I know. But my film. point is that it's not. It's not like. I don't think it's as philosophical as you as you're putting onto it, though. I, I think am, they mention it, but I don't think it's the point of the film. It's not that it's the mentioned, point of the film. It's brought about, right? But the point of the film is not that, and that's my point. Like, it, okay, it's okay. Not, it, they, they, the guy didn't set out to make a movie where we discuss technology and humans and where it is. We if draw it was line. any other director, I would disagree with you. But being again, Paul Verhoeven, no, you're right. It was probably a happy accident. <laughs> Um, like, yeah, I think that like there, you know, that whoever wrote the script probably like you know jammed all that stuff in there, and then it came through. Yeah, that could but be. I could I don't be. think when that when when he set out to make the movie, he was like, ah, uh, let's let's make a discussion on right now what what <laughs> on and, humanity and, and technology. Now and, this was rated PG thirteen, right? Because again, yes, one of the things again, I love yeah. about the original RoboCop it's is that hard R. R. <laughs> it's super R. You know this. Uh, to be honest, I didn't notice it. There was, you know, there wasn't a lot of like awful, crazy blood like there is in the original. But it, they they showed quite a bit for PG thirteen. Okay. okay, it was all very implied. There was a lot of like just the camera just turned as somebody was getting their head blown off. Right, but like n- not enough that you that it was like completely off screen. You know what I mean? Like right, right. you know what was happening, and so it was pretty violent in, in by. By a PG thirteen standard, even in my opinion. Okay. So, I, and I didn't really notice it. Like, it didn't need any more violence. I wasn't like, "Ugh, I right. wish they could do more." Right? You know, like they're really. It's we not could like, have had more. It's not like when you watch, like, you know, like what what you would call it, uh, Narnia, <laughs> where it's like there's a war happening, and this and is it's what PG, we get, and it's like, so it's like, oh, I knocked you over. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like, oh, you know, so it's definitely not like where you're like, oh man, this should be more violent. It's very good and I, honestly i think it's worth watching i don't think you need to see it in theaters uh, but you definitely a, need to see it you uh, definitely need to rent it you definitely need to get it on netflix when it comes out cool it's right. it's it's a fun time and um what's his name's in it uh uh sam jackson no yeah yeah of course sam jackson but michael keaton uh, the wire from the wire oh, oh michael, michael, oh, k. michael williams. k williams yeah yeah and and he like, he's not in the lot wire, of sir. I know him from Community. Right. right. Well, <laughs> he was in he's in Boardwalk Empire as well. Um, but so anytime he comes out, I'm excited because he's he's just a great actor. He is. He is a very good actor. So uh, yeah, he he's fun. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I thought it was really good. I'd be honest. Mm. I mean, Michael Keaton was good. Sam Jackson plays this like they keep com- coming back to Sam Jackson where he's like this Bill O'Reilly type. Oh like, yeah. He's basically like this super right wing um, news commentator who has a show called like the the something factor, you know, or some right, kind of right, great. Right. And it's like and he'll bring on like some liberal and he'll be like, so what you're saying is that, you know, 
we should just let everybody die rather than maybe a few robots taking some humans' jobs or whatever. And they got back, well, I didn't, and then it'll just cut. Well, there you go, folks. <laughs> <laughs> just that kind of like weird tactics that... I was also going to ask... Is, <laughs> yes, is, is, is those there... robots deserve to die, <laughs> and I hope they burn in hell. Nice. Does he say nice. that in the movie? No. Oh. Uh, that was the other thing I was going to ask, because in, in 87 RoboCop, there was a lot of... Social commentary. Right. This there, has this. It exactly. sounds like it has. There's an just, equal amount. There's, of it. Yeah. There's just enough. There's not. You know. It, do, it doesn't focus on it, but there's enough that that's what connects the story. Is keep cutting back to Samuel Ooh, Jackson. Does it keep cutting back to like stupid commercials too? Because I was great. In <laughs> there was a. There was. There was a couple commercials. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. That, that is. So I love that. <laughs> I still. I still quote that. All right. Well, it sounds anyway, like it's, so uh, it's worth seeing. It sounds Definitely like worth it's seeing. worth checking out. Yeah. I, all I'd the hate was it. was undeserved. I think that maybe they just didn't know how but to market it. But the suit doesn't look right. I don't, I don't know if they just didn't know how to market it or whatever. Oh, what's his name? Our other guy, that our other my other favorite guy, guy from Watchmen, uh, Rorschach's in it. Oh, really? Yeah, um, that guy. Do, 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 I forget. He's also in Little Children. Jackie oh, Earl Haley. Yeah, Jackie Earl Haley. Yep. He's in it. And he's really good. It's a, it's a solid cast. It's you know, It's a good time. Cool. Well, I'll have to go check that out. All right. Moving on, we saw Bubba Hotep. Elvis and JFK, both alive and in nursing homes, fight for the souls of their fellow residents as they battle an ancient Egyptian mummy. This movie stars Bruce Campbell, Ossie Davis, uh, basically every cast member from every single uh, Phantasm movie. <laughs> if you ever seen the Phantasm, right. uh, there's a lot of people from that. Um, being that this movie was directed by Don Coscarelli. So, Matt, what did you think of Bubba Hotep? Well, this isn't the first time that I've seen Bubba what? Hotep. But it might be the first time I've actually seen it the whole way through. Oh, I was about to ask. Okay. Because uh, the first time I saw Bubba Hotep, I saw it at a friend's house, and I think I missed a good 20 minutes of the beginning. So this is the first time that I actually got to go through the whole movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a very inventive movie. Yes, it um, it's got it's got the Bruce. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that's at times that truly is all that matters because Absolutely. there are times in this film where there's not a whole lot going on necessarily. Even though it's a very strange movie with a lot of different disparaging elements, there are times where it slows down a little bit, but it's still worth watching because it's Bruce Campbell being old Elvis Presley. Which is something, it's just kind of like, in a way, he's still very much Bruce. Right. But in a way, he is doing a good job at being old, depressing Elvis Presley. Yep, yep. In many ways, this this movie kind of made me think of uh, when we reviewed Frank and Robot, because it's, a lot of it is just looking at growing old. Yes, that and that's one of the things I wanted to bring up. Um, I saw this movie when it first came out. And I was blown away by it. I absolutely loved it. And I was blown away by it for different reasons than most people were. Most people, when they watch it, they think it's just, oh, it's going to be this silly story about Elvis and JFK battling a a mummy in East Texas. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's that. And it is that. It's very silly at times. But it really shines a light on how Americans treat the elderly. Yes. Um... Because a lot of it is just, like, Bruce Campbell, you know, uh, uh, as Elvis, just dealing with the fact that, like, he's old, he doesn't matter, um, at least into the eyes of, like, his family. Well... And, like, when, when, when his, in the beginning of the movie, when his roommate dies, his roommate daughter shows up, and he's like, why didn't you ever visit? She's like, I did what I could. I was busy! I was busy, yeah. Um, yeah, the, to very poorly quote him at one point he questions whether all that is left of life is just shitting eating and fucking well, no yeah he, he says something like but, uh, but clearly but clearly one of those things he isn't doing so you you make the connection of oh you're only doing two of those yep, things now yep. and that's still really depressing um, even more so and so like the yeah the 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 film really kind of it's this really interesting duality because on one hand it's silly and dumb but really, well, yeah, you know, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the on the flip side, it's like this movie is really depressing, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like 
kind of sad. Like, the idea that these guys are just filed away by their family members just to, like, be forgotten about. Yeah. I think I think uh, uh, Jack, um, the, <laughs> the, the character of still alive John F. Kennedy, um, even says, like, hey, we're, we're stuck here so people just forget about us. Like, you know, that's why they put us here. So they don't have to, you know, they well, don't have to care. And the whole concept uh, of the mummy that makes it particularly, that also brings to to light this idea of like this is a place of the the weak and forgotten. Yep, is the fact that they they uh, I believe Jack Kennedy brings up the point that oh this is easy pickings for a mummy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like he's getting these great like soul meals, but it's easy. Like well, he says he says it's easy, and then like. Who like oh we who's die? Gonna care? Who's, yeah, who's like, gonna notice? That's right. Who's like, gonna who's notice gonna that notice? a bunch of people are dying? Yeah. In fact, they uh, they keep having this back and forth uh, section with the um, the mortuary workers who keep coming around and picking up you know the the, the victims of the mummy, and they're just they each time they just kind of get sillier and sillier, <laughs> and like it's it's funny, but then it's also like really again just really sad. Um, yeah, there's sort of like an Abbott and Costello yeah, sort of yeah. thing where the one guy's like kind of serious and compassionate and the, the other, other one's like, oh, shut dick. the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> Quit being such a doofus. Um, there's also one particular scene where uh, uh, one of the main characters, not main characters, one of the characters uh, 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 dies. Um, mm-hmm. And like at the, at the uh, in, in, in the monologue, uh, Elvis says, "Like, yep, and we got we got talked to about this, and then we got scolded for being out of our rooms and all this stuff. Like, they treat them like children." Yeah. Um, and I, I'd, Im- I can imagine that's fairly accurate <laughs> to real life. I mean, that's it's, it's I really so. depressing. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, the sad thing is. When you grow old, a lot of times your mental state does just diminish, degrade yeah. into th- that of sort of like a child, and that's how people end up yeah. treating you. And then, and, and, for and, better, and they kind of reflect that because nobody in the rest home believes that Elvis is Elvis. They right. all think he's an Elvis impersonator named Sebastian Half. But and we they, are we do get a fleshed out backstory, so we are led to believe that he is being very yeah, truthful. Yeah. That he actually was actually El- is yeah. Elvis, but nobody believes it. Right. Um, everyone's just kind of humoring him. Um, from a technical standpoint, some of the things that I absolutely dig about this movie, um, the use of lighting is, um, I just think it's amazing. It's a dark film. Very, very darkly lit film. Yeah. Um, and then some of the, the, to make the film a little more unsettling and a little more jarring, they use a lot of sped up camera work, um, and then a lot of strange flash imagery, to kind of make you question, like, is what are you seeing real? Right. Is it not real? Um, some of the special effects are a little wanting. Uh, this was a pretty low-budget film uh, when it first came out. Um, so, like, for example, there's there's a, a scene where Elvis is doing battle with a... Uh, a million. Yeah. Made for. Well, oh, and and that's. I mean, let's face it. Nowadays, one mil. That's a that's pretty low budge. <laughs> well, compare that to the Kickstarter film that was aiming for a million. Yes, and they're no yeah. one. <laughs> Those guys are like nobody. Nobody. Yeah. This is actually an established di- director. Yeah, an established director and an established cast, uh, and they still only had a million to work with. So some of the special effects are a little weak, but none the, that uh, take Scarab you- Beetle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but it's. Charming in a way. It definitely is. I mean, charming it's in obviously a, way. a rubber beetle. Yeah, but it wasn't. It. I, I. I. thought they shot it in a way that it didn't take away from the film, even sure. though it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. There's. There's just. I really like this movie for a lot of ways. It has a lot of charm to it. Yeah. Um. It's definitely. Uh, Don Coscarelli. You know, I've only seen. Wow, what a guy! If you've never seen a picture of him, look him up. Yep, on he, he definitely is a yeah. He, he is uh, he is a man. Uh, I've only seen Bubba Hotep. John dies at the end. I've seen some of the Beastmaster. I haven't seen any of the Phantasm. Oh, movies. see, that's but, my, that, that's my bread and butter right there. The but Phantasm. I get the sense that this actually might be his most palatable film, because even it's, though it's 
strange in some ways. Like the story itself is pretty strange. Yeah. It's pretty it's got a pretty even like flow to it. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing terribly like once you establish what kind of movie it really is, there's nothing that comes out and is like, oh, what? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, um, what, if you can accept, and they do a pretty good job explaining, if, like, if, if, if you can accept the mummy, the movie, the mummy, yeah, that, that concept of, like, here's this ancient mummy coming back from the grave, like, if you can accept that, and I feel a lot of moviegoers can, all then you got to accept is that uh, this guy is Elvis, which they explain, they do. Um, the only they thing do. they don't really get into is the whole Jack Kennedy thing. They explain it, but you are also led to believe that maybe that guy's just crazy. Yeah, they don't. They don't confirm it. The like audience, they do with Elvis. the audience, is much more sympathetic to the idea. I mean, me as the audience is much more sympathetic to the idea of uh, Bruce Campbell's character actually being Elvis. Not quite as sympathetic to the idea of. Uh, Ossie Davis's character actually being yeah. JFK because he, he he does he, he does lay it out like here's here's how I'm JFK and you you as the audience are left to to either believe him or I think the, state that he's crazy I think the big, yeah I think the biggest thing against him being JFK is he doesn't ever adequate adequately explain why he talks like a black man yeah despite yeah. the fact that John F Kennedy did not yeah he talks nothing like John and I love the fact that he's like you're black he's like I know they died to me yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you are left to believe like he's probably crazy, but they don't they don't confirm it one way or the other. Um, but no, I would agree that this is probably his most approachable film mm-hmm. out of all of them because I when <laughs> my introduction to him um, was Phantasm. Uh, let's see, Phantasm two. Yeah, it was Phantasm two. I saw it when I was twelve years old. <laughs> On Joe Bob Briggs' Monster Vision. And I remember thinking, why are they showing Phantasm 2? It doesn't make any sense. And almost like the, the, the TV was reading my mind right as I thought that, Joe Bob Briggs comes on, you know, the host and says, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Why aren't we showing Phantasm 1? It would make a lot more sense if we did that. Trust me, it wouldn't. <laughs> and then I watched, a few years later, I watched Phantasm 1. And I'm like, he wasn't kidding. These movies are like weird and make no sense at all <laughs> like they're great but i'm lost so i i've seen all the phantasms not a one of them make any sense right <laughs> uh but they're great um but yeah i mean john dies in the end as much as i love john dies at the end i don't i can't see too many people like there are, I, I keep hearing people tell me like you like john that movie was so weird didn't make any sense like i know it's wonderful <laughs> that's why um, it's great so yeah, I I I would recommend like I would recommend Bubba Hotep to a lot of people because it's just it's just a great film. Uh, I think it has a certain level of charm to it, and like I said, that that flip side to the film of just being like kind of holding a mirror up of like here's how we treat the elderly and here's why it's wrong. Couched in this silly, stupid, bizarre story, I I think it's just like this really interesting way to to make this kind of movie um and make it a little more palatable yeah i mean even beyond just like the treatment of the elderly it's just sort of an introspective look at like man being old is kind of must be kind of shitty yep being especially when you yeah especially when you reach that point where you're put in a home which is you know happens probably to least good three quarters of the people that reach the age of like 70 yep yep so no i uh yeah i i i would thoroughly recommend it so why don't we uh why don't we uh slap a rating on this thing <laughs> gotta think of something good mm-hmm. i uh i'll give it uh i'll give it 24 out of 30 uh Shots fired by our, our good hero, uh, Kimosabi. Yup, yup. Fired in vain, I might fired say. Fired in vain, that's right. He went out guns blazing. Guns a-blazing. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, 8 out of 10 peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Mm, very good. <laughs> that he does Elvis's, mention. Elvis's oh, greatest invention. That's right, the peanut butter and banana sandwich. So... 
Uh, Parker, do you have anything you want to add about Bubba Ho Tip? I give it Bubba at a ho tip. All right. <laughs> Bubba at a ho. Bubba at a ho. All right. Well, that about uh, that about wraps it up here for us on Enter the Critic. Uh, as always, want to thank uh, Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song off uh, the Geek Remix albums. You can get Bobby, that at geekremix.com. Bobby, Bobby, remix, remix, remix. Bobby, baby, Bobby, booby, Bobby, Bobby. It's an actual song from a play that I saw this weekend. <laughs> Company, uh, cool. All right, look um, it up. You can uh, see it with Neil Patrick Harris on Netflix, I think. Cool. I think. Yeah. Cool. Good, good musical. Right. That, that'll work. So also want to remind everybody to check us out on the Facebook page. Uh, like us there. Share, share us with someone that you know doesn't listen to. I know you know someone who doesn't <laughs> listen to the show. And share. I know you have some persuasion over that person. <laughs> share it with them. Don't worry uh, about ruining hey, do your you friendship. Have, do you have an elderly person in your life? Yeah. 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 Direct them to this show. We talk about the elderly on this episode. Yeah, ser- what else it'll are they give doing? Them, it'll seriously. open the door for them to listen to, you know, maybe they have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know we know from watching Bubba Hotep that it's they depressing. They don't have a lot of time left on their hands. Yeah. But so <laughs> now, now I, in good conscience, can't tell them to spend their time <laughs> right. listening to this. Pi- Me but neither, maybe you but can. Right. You, the listener, <laughs> you can do that. If, if you want to waste what little time they have left on yeah. this, oh my feel free. <laughs> or if you know any babies, they got a lot of time. Hey, Grandpa, I don't really like talking to you, <laughs> but I have these friends that do this thing. They can talk at you. <laughs> they can talk at you. You can't oh. respond to it. I thought that when, when, one time when I, when I was, uh, or after the fact, obviously I didn't think it at the time, when I was... Uh, Showing my grandparents that I learned all the words to T U R T L E power from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the rap at the end. I learned all the words to that by Partners in Crime, and uh, I was singing it to my grandmother and my grandfather. My grandfather, having successfully made it through World War II, (laughs) only to. This just gets better and better. (laughs) Only to have his grandson sing him. Uh, uh, the half shell. They're the heroes for in this day and age. You can ask for more. <laughs> and imagine he's just standing there thinking, "What? I just he can't even complete a thought. He's so confused. That's so much. Just that's so many levels, right?" Yes. <laughs> yeah, so please share us with the elderly. <laughs> so our next movie. Dude, I forget what it's his, his, history. history of Future Folk. Oh yes. So our next uh, Netflix film is History of Future Folk. Our next flicks. Our next. Oh, flicks. nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap, dog. Score. Did it. All right. Well, uh, until next time, I'm Chris Klump. I'm Matt Schaefer. I'm Bubba Hotel. <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> See you next oh, time. we didn't mention one of my favorite things about Bubba Hotel is the very first few seconds when they define. Hotep. <laughs> oh, when they define, yeah. and then they define Bubba. Bubba. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>